Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Police were sent to the San Francisco home of State Senator Scott Weiner on Sunday after he received a written death threat filled with hateful language. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, the threat was emailed to members of Senator Weiner's staff, and because of the nature of the message, they called the CHP, who came with a bomb-sniffing dog. Weiner, who has authored several pieces of legislation, aimed at protecting the rights of gay and transsexual people, tells the Chronicle he receives threats on a regular basis. San Francisco police say that no threats were found at Wiener's home or office, but the case remains an open and active investigation. Thousands of young people across the country, including here in California, led rallies this weekend calling on elected officials to support gun reform. The March for Our Lives protests are student-led demonstrations that were first organized after the deadly massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida in 2018. After the recent mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, many young people say they don't feel safe going to school. Here's a sample of some of what young people are saying here in California. It's really sad that safety is no longer a right um, and it's, it's kids can't even go to school. It, it makes me want to cry. It just sucks. I can't let this happen and stand around and watch. I really can't. And it's so important that we make sure that we're safe and the world is safe. Today I want to make a world a better place without using violence or guns because we want to save lives and we want to save homes. That was Elle McRae, a student at Santa Monica College, speaking to KCAL 9 in Los Angeles, Alex Ibarra, a student at Coliseum College Prep Academy in Oakland, and Paloma Zambrano, a first grader in San Diego County, speaking to CBS 8. Over the weekend, a bipartisan group of senators reached agreement on gun legislation. It includes funds for states to implement red flag laws to remove firearms from potentially dangerous people, money for school safety and mental health resources, and expanded background checks. The bill has not been put into writing yet, but at least two prominent gun safety advocacy groups are backing the legislation. Every Town for Gun Safety and Moms Demand Action expressed support for the proposal. 
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. The Supreme Court's ruling on a Mississippi case that would overturn Roe v. Wade could be announced any day now. With the high court expected to overturn Roe, states across the country are looking to severely restrict or outright ban access to abortions. That includes California's next-door neighbor, Arizona. So what does this mean for California Planned Parenthood clinics closest to the Arizona state line in Imperial, Riverside, and San Diego counties? Well, they're expecting to help an influx of women arrive from Arizona seeking help. Dara Giorgio Johnson is president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of the Pacific Southwest and spoke to the California Report. Arizona is preparing for whatever outcome might come their way, including the outcome of abortion becoming highly restricted or even eliminated. So what that looks like is making sure that no matter what happens at the Supreme Court or at their state house, that we are able to provide access to their patients. So we will turn no one away and we want to make sure that they have access to the information and the education uh, that they need, Uh, because we know that the people that are disproportionately impacted by this this law in Arizona uh, that potentially is going to happen and in other states around the country are people of color, our immigrant population, young people, LGBTQ folks. And so they're already facing barriers and we want to make sure we eliminate as many barriers as possible uh, from our for our Arizona colleagues. So as your Planned Parenthood clinics face a future where more people might be crossing the state line from Arizona and likely some other states as well to get to your clinics, what does preparation look like? It looks like increasing training to staff for staff, ensuring that they have the support and the resources they need to see more patients. It's ensuring that our facilities are well resourced. Uh, It also looks like making sure we have enough providers, people who provide abortion care, who are actual abortion physicians and advanced practice clinicians, um, ready and prepared to see additional patients if needed. We don't know the scale and the scope of the patient, so it's being adaptive and flexible. Uh, and but it also means ensuring that we have practical support in place, things like transportation. Can people get to our clinics appropriately? What is our abortion navigation program like Um, We have a wonderful care coordination program at our Planned Parenthood affiliate that is partnering with the Arizona Abortion Navigation Program. And so we're together thinking about how do you remove as many barriers as possible so that a person who's needing to access an abortion has (laughs) as much of a seamless experience as they possibly can, given that they've already probably had to confront many barriers. 
And I assume you're also thinking about security at clinics, right? And uh, actions that might be taken by more militant anti-abortion activists, either from outside of the state or from within California. I think it's an unfortunate reality that as an organization that provides healthcare, uh, we have to think about security and security enhancements and protecting our staff and our patients. And we're thinking about that, making sure that we're providing every option and opportunity to protect our staff and our patients. And we do that quite seriously. And unfortunately in this country, we know we have seen acts of violence uh, and protest, uh, and we know we will continue to see that. All right. That is Dara DeGiorgio Johnson, president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of the Pacific Southwest. Thank you for joining us on the California Report. Thank you so much for having me. And that is the California Report for Monday, June 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. The James Irvine Foundation. Committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randal Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.